Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Hello. On today's show, we will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed about the big Sony reveal. We will also geek out about the trailer for the Matrix Resurrections. And Joe and I will review Shang-Chi. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search for BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. So many ways to listen to us, so please do so. And interact if you want to by hitting up all our social media. Let's get right into this, though, and we'll start off with Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Review, that is SKNR.net. And like I said, we got a bit of a Sony recap, don't we? We do, and this was really anticipated. Uh, Sony does showcases all throughout the year and in recent times we've discussed about how they've had a very minimal presence at live shows now of course obviously uh coronavirus has had a big part of that because a there hasn't been a lot of live shows (laughs) but they haven't taken part in e3 they haven't uh taken part in gamescom uh we saw them at pax of 2019 but obviously they were not there last week and, uh, you know, people were kind of like, well, they weren't at Digital E3. We talked about how there were some issues about them at the last live show. And so people had naturally debated, are they going to be returning to live shows at some point, or are they just going to continue to do their own thing? While that hasn't been established, there was a lot of talk uh, expectations, and that's always the thing. Whenever they've been <laughs> quiet for a while, we were hearing things like, oh, oh, oh they're going to reveal the PlayStation VR 2. We're going to hear all about that. Well, then it came out, nope, nope, not this time around. Not this time around. They admitted it, they, that there is this, the system, but we're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> and and that's what gets fun because you get all these people getting all hyped. And I heard there's a new infamous segment Sun game. There's a new resistance game coming and going back old school. SOCOM's coming back. SOCOM's coming back. And all the rumors are out there. And so, you know, they kick it off and we get Knights of the Old Republic remastered. Ooh, and that was like, yeah, exactly. And that was like, yeah, all right, you got my attention here. <laughs> and And then... Then, in a very, you know, kind of like, I'm guessing they did this by design because they rolled back and it was like Ghostwire Tokyo, Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're like, okay, these look good, but this is more like a catching up with. We already know about these. You know, these have been revealed before. Uh, You know, we get uh, a a new project to Eden, which looked really good. But then again, they swung back and they're like, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. I've already played this. It was yeah. an early access in the PC. Uh, Deathloop. Okay, you know, that makes sense. It's coming out next week. And then on top of it, uh, you know, there's the politics behind it. We forget that Bethesda is now part of the Microsoft family. I know. And Deathloop had a PlayStation, exclus- uh, PlayStation commitment put into place before that happened and they had said yeah we're going to honor our playstation commitments for death loop and ghostwire tokyo but then we're hearing things like you know after the fact starfield and all these others they're going to be 
uh, Xbox slash PC, either exclusives or timed exclusives. So people at this point start to go, all right, you know, hmm, yeah, maybe, I, I'm not sure. Where, where, when are you going to see this? And then just when you started, oh, great, here's the obligatory Gran Turismo. Look at the pretty cars racing. Oh, I can customize them. Wow, I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of the racing yeah. games. They, they look good, but it's like, I, yes, it looks good. It runs fantastic. It's still a fancy car running around in the hillside. I couldn't, but, couldn't tell you weren't interested in those ones, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now, if, if you want to go back to Interstate 76 and put a few guns on it and some armor and let me customize it, now we got something. But then Sony puts out this thing. They start to show Uncharted. And you go, oh, another Uncharted. We'd kind of heard that the franchise was done with. Yeah. But then you start to think about the mechanics. There's a movie coming. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's right. And then they go, here we go. Here's this Uncharted game remastered for the PS5 and PC. Oh, really? And now you're like, okay, now we're talking. And then just really feel things people. Guy in a bar, guy coming up with a knife behind him, and you're like, oh, what the heck is this going to be? Some fighting game or, you know, like bar fighting game. And they never show the guy sitting at the bar's face. But boy, those adamantium claws that came popping ah. out of his hand gave no clue, what? no doubt as to who this was. <laughs> and you're like, ah, they've got a Wolverine game coming. I'm thinking what? a button mash Wolverine game where you basically slice everything into pieces. And I go, this works for me. So, you know, <laughs> that, all right, that Peter Parker. And Miles Morales beating things to a pulp, and out of the shadows come, comes Venom with the tagline, Spider-Man 2 2023. Wow, maybe I should... And everybody, you could see the chat room comments lighting up, and everyone's like, oh, that's good. But Sony had one more little thing for us to enjoy. A little thing called Kratos and his son, and the long-awaited God of War sequel... Wow. They showed the first look, they showed the gameplay, showed sled action on it, combat, and you're, and that's where they ended it, going, here you go, we're going to just nice. drop the mic with God of War and say, nice. complain about this. And right? uh, it, it worked, because they were very good about, aside from, you know, taking the, the Knights of the Old Republic, you could almost say it was underwhelming or understated for the opening part of it, because you're like, know about this, know about this, I already know about this, and then bam, 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 they drop those three, and you're like, okay, <laughs> you got yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Just the slow roll with that is hilarious. But, you know, I mean, they need to talk about this, the, 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 the things that are coming out right away. They want you to get ready and be like, exactly, what is this going to be about? Then you're like, oh, dang, oh, dang, oh, <laughs> oh dang. That's really exciting. And, I mean, seriously, it, like a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of these games. I felt even if they're not getting remastered, we needed sequels to a lot of them. Oh, exactly. And I think it was a great timing too, because first off, while the PlayStation Five is popular, there is still the issue with the chip shortage or not enough supply to meet demand. And now we hear that's going to continue into next year, although Sony had said that we should be able to meet our initial sales projections. I know people that still can't get their hands on one despite all their efforts. And then I also know people that go, you know, are playing the, well, 
I get my consoles for the and you know I've either played what I want to play and stuff on the horizons not really you know lighting my (laughs) fire and I need something better I don't want it to become like you know we've talked about my issues with the Nintendos where they the last ones just sat there gathering dust because I just you know wasn't impressed with the exclusives they offered and so I finally just said I'm going to focus on the systems that make stuff that I want to play on a regular basis from an exclusive standpoint. And this is where it was so key for Sony because they, you know, not that they were in any danger of having sales, but I did hear some people saying, you know, we've had the initial run of launch titles. We've had a few announcements about what's coming. Some of these are also coming on other platforms. Show me something new that I can get really excited about something that I can get, uh, you know, and start anticipating for next year and maybe beyond that. And they did, and they did very well. That is awesome. That's some really awesome stuff to look forward to. I love it. And I know that you're going to get more detailed information on Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. You can also find stuff about, gosh, everything, anything geeky, really, you can go and find at uh, SKNR.net. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you, Gareth. And yesterday, actually, was it yesterday? Maybe, yeah, it was yesterday, Thursday, the Matrix, whatisthematrix.com, actually started uploading some weird things, and that started on Wednesday, and then Thursday they dropped the trailer for The Matrix Resurrections, which will be the fourth Matrix movie, and uh, we see a lot of people coming back. Uh, first off, uh, well, I mean, a lot of people in terms of, like, we know that Neo is going to be back, well... Keanu Reeves as quote unquote Thomas. Uh, we also see Carrie Ann Moss, but while things seem to be somewhat familiar, everything is also a bit changed at this point in time. Uh, you guys can go check out the trailer at uh, BJ Geek Nation's Facebook page because we have posted mm-hmm. it there and uh, posted all. I mean, it's everywhere. Right. Um, I am I am hyped for this movie. Like I am super hyped for this movie, and I got to wait till Christmas. Damn it. <laughs> At least it'll be streaming on HBO Max. It will be, but you oh, know what? Right. This is one of those movies that, like, even looking at the trailer, the big bombastic explosions, the uh, the the special effects that we've known for the Matrix to happen. You know, having all the different crazy wire work and all that stuff. I feel like this is one of those movies that I am going to absolutely 100 percent have to see in the theater, maybe for the first time, and then subsequent viewings will have to be uh, with HBO Max um, or. Even even just going back to the theater, depending on how where this goes, um, definitely want to see it in like an IMAX or like an RPX or something like that. The most high def you can get when you're going to check all this out. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It looks like he's stuck in the Matrix again. It's interesting because when the Matrix Revolutions, the third movie, when it ended, Neo won. Uh, in terms of brokering a sort of uh, at least an uneasy truce between the humans and the machines with the Oracle and the Architect. Uh, And then it looked like he was, his body, he had passed on and was returned to the code. And now when we see him here, he's definitely deep in the Matrix. Uh, He has a therapist by the name of uh, Neil Patrick Harris as the actor. I don't know the character's name. Um, But we see him kind of talking about what's going on um but in the classic matrix thing you need to pay attention to the colors that are in all of the worlds because if they're going to be keeping along the same lines as the original matrix red meant truth and blue was fiction or a lie 
So Neil Patrick Harris's uh, therapist is wearing blue framed glasses. Oh, okay. So I need to go back through these two and a half minutes and literally frame like frame by frame pause it and go fortunately there's plenty of articles out there on the websites with people who are actually doing that but you got to really pay attention to those things because if someone's talking to you and they've got red on them uh it's more of a sign that they're truthful now it seems to be also that he's in the matrix because carrie ann moss's trinity is like stuck here or at least she doesn't know what's going on but at the end of Revolutions, they they created the same matrix that people could, if they wanted to, leave. So I think this is like the new build, like the next iteration of the matrix. Hmm. Like obviously, you can't get a whole lot of information because they're going to withhold a whole bunch from you know this two and a half minute trailer. But it's got me super intrigued. Yeah, and Trinity was. For the most part, dead in the last uh, movie. Oh, yes. Like, straight up. She had, like, the rebar through her, like, multiple ways. So They could fudge it and be like, she was mostly dead. But I kind of think she might just be, I don't know, uh, Neo's tie to this new Matrix because he can't get away or something. Yeah. And then this whole new group, because this isn't the group we're used to in the old one who from Zion or anything mm-hmm. like that. All these actors and actresses are new. So we'll see if they're trying to get him back to the, that world or what, because right. what is their motivation? Because they supposedly had peace. And yeah. And so what is going on with this? Is, are they all humans? Are they programs? Because uh, we don't know. Um, we, I do know that the Merinovingian is back from the second movie. I think he was in the third one as well. Um, but we don't know his role. We don't know what's going on with him. Um, we don't know the status of the programs and how they feel about the whole Matrix thing, but we do see agents back, which I would imagine if they had brokered some sort of peace, there wouldn't be agents around, but here they are shooting at Neo. Yeah, because agents were only around to stop the infiltration of the Zion people into the Matrix. Yeah, the ones that were trying to break other people out. So I'm very confused, but it looks beautiful. Right? The Wachowskis always mm-hmm. make such beautiful things. Unfortunately, I worry because we 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 saw this with Jupiter ascend, ascending, ascension, ascending. Uh, yeah, Jupiter ascending, yeah. It was such a beautiful movie, but it really needed to be a series because it just they try to fit too much into I want to say a short time, but it's long for a movie, and that's what kind of makes it stale. And they did a fantastic job with uh, Sense Eight. I wish they would have gotten more seasons. They were yeah. able to ma- they managed to do like a mini movie wrap up, which was I mean it was satisfying enough. Um, that being said, like I I worry that you know this, it might be another case of that. And uh, another big worrisome thing with a lot of people is the fact that Lawrence Fishburne is not seen in this movie. He's not in this movie that we know of. And well, we kind of see somebody who well, looks like Morpheus. Well, there's a guy who looks like Morpheus, but I mean, even I read an article that said that he was, it was so, someone's cosplaying as Morpheus and handing off red <laughs> pills to Neo. And I was like, yeah, we don't know if this is a younger Morpheus, if like maybe some of these characters are. Uh, for are they Mr. Worlding it? Or are they like variants? Like, mm-hmm. are they the people, but their avatars have changed for whatever reason? Is this a younger Morpheus going into this? Who knows? Like, uh, we're not going to know until we know. And even when we see the movie, we might not even know that. I mean, it doesn't say on IMDb, but we do know the actor. We've been seeing him a lot recently, and I'm okay with this. Like, I want to see more of him because he's a phenomenal actor. Do you guys recognize him? I did, but I was 
too stuck on the Morpheus, Larry Fishburne sort of thing, mm-hmm. so I couldn't get past it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I think it's Yaya Abdul Mateen, mm-hmm. the second. You know him in uh, Aquaman, Black Manta. We oh. know him in Watchmen as Cal, or, you know, oh, spoiler alert. Right. Dr. Manhattan. He was also recently in Candyman that came out. Oh, yeah. And I think he's also been slated to play in Furiosa, which is going to be the prequel to Mad Max, Fury Road. Nice. Like, he's been he's been dipping his feet into everything. He was on an ep- he was on a, a episode of uh, The Handmaiden's Tale, Black Mirror. I suspect big things for this man. And uh, one of the uh, people in that, if you may remember the Iron Fist uh, television show, some people try not to, but one of the shining parts was Colleen Wing, who yes. was in the second season. And I think she was in both seasons. Was she, she was his, okay. Uh, she was his love interest, I believe. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, she, uh, the actress Jessica Henwick is in this as well. She's the one with the rabbit tattoo. Okay. Uh, and I just love the fact that there's callbacks. You see the black cat. Um, the White Rabbit song playing was Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit, which makes sense because it was always a, kind of an Alice in Wonderland type allegory mm-hmm. as you're going along, to, especially with the first Matrix. So all around, it seems like they're tying all of the themes, the same themes together. It's not uh, both the Wachowskis. I think it's just Lana Wachowski who is, or is it Lily? One of the others. One of them is the one doing the directing on this one because the other one was just like, uh, there's so many other things I need to process right now that I'm not going to be able to do this. Which makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This definitely seems like it's going to be a trilogy again, though. I hope so. And um, I know I know people don't like the second and third movies, but I'm going to say go back and watch it again. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you want to, but it's one of those where I feel that they're stronger than a lot of people give them credit for. And it is Lana Wachowski. And I'm curious like, if it is going to be another trilogy. I think the reason why people don't like two and three, aside from the content, it doesn't feel like a real trilogy because I felt like after I watch, I've only seen the first one. I felt like once I watched it, it was done for me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't need more. I didn't cut off and like, okay, now wait for part two. Yeah. So if it's a trilogy, like a Lord of the Rings kind of situation, I wonder if they're going to be like, okay, tune in for the next movie next year. Or like even a Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Two was a little too smart, I think. I mean, I mean, don't mean to say that really, but for the audience, the architect character is really hard to grasp. Yeah. If you don't understand the entire idea of what Neo's character is. And a lot of the times, I mean, I was, I mean, it came out in 1999, the first one, and then the second one were a couple of years later, but I had already been very immersed in video game worlds, especially like MMO type worlds. So once you think about it as, oh yeah, this is kind of like EverQuest, and these guys, and the architect is essentially the dev. So so when I can kind of, I was able to grok it that way. But yeah, I, I think you're correct with that too. There's a lot of high concepts in this that they kind of had to, I don't want to say dumb down, but it's the easiest way to put it out there, but kind of just lower that barrier of like explanation. Sim- simplify it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I didn't understand it the first time I watched it. I mean, I, you get the overall idea, right? But the, really, there's a lot of deep concepts of what the architect's going into with what kind of Neo you are and, and why And he's explaining it so much and he's like, wait, there's been seven iterations? What the hell are you even talking about? And it's, like, a, it's all in one scene. And yeah. you're just sitting there and you're like, what happened to <laughs> the Matrix? An, here's <laughs> an info dump. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me a lot of what they did in WandaVision where uh, he who remains just dumps all this information and you're like oh my god in WandaVision or Loki <laughs> or Loki sorry Loki thank but it's, yeah, it, yeah exactly it's the whole thing where we need to explain all of these things the one thing I'm super stoked about is the fact that it's been like something like 
two years later. Mm -hmm. That means the production, the uh, visual effects are going to be even more outstanding. And as long as they can incorporate with the CGI a lot of the practical effects that they did with the original ones, I think it'll be fantastic. And what I love is that with the Wachowskis, they always incorporate a lot of the same actors from their previous movies. Even Mm -hmm. if like, so you're going to be getting people from Sense8 in here. Uh, we got Max Rymelt, Brian J. Smith in here. Uh, they were, if you guys watch Sensei, the easiest way I can say, Chicago and Germany. <laughs> there you go. The guy from Chicago, the guy from Germany, if that's all you remember. Oh, and Erndira uh, Ibarra, who played the like the best friend of the Mexico character. Oh, okay, perfect. There you go. <laughs> and this does come out on uh, both in theaters and HBO Max, like we mentioned, on December 22nd. So 12, 22, 21, because it's very uh, palindromy. I have to imagine that, that they did that one on purpose. Uh, mm. Very excited to see all of that. Now, a movie that both uh, Joe and I did see, and no spoilers for this, but we did go and see Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, theaters only for this one, which was kind of a step back considering like Disney is having to deal with uh, the issues of uh, uh, Black Widow, uh, uh, Black Widow Scarlett Johansson uh, being kind of uh, angry about pay and all the contract disputes and all of that. So they decided to put Shang-Chi out in the theaters and... It was interesting for me because I saw it uh, on a Wednesday uh, at like 5 p.m. And it was my wife, myself, and one other person in the theater. So it was kind of like renting out the whole theater myself. It's pretty badass. Yeah, it was kind of great. And uh, first off, I think the high percentage on Rotten Tomatoes is completely deserved. Um, it was a great It was a great movie. It was a fantastic uh, Marvel movie. Like, especially for an origin movie, a lot of the times, especially after, what, 24, 25, however many movies we've done, and not all of them being origin films, but a majority of them being that, it's it can get kind of tiresome. You get a lot of the same baddies when you're coming into it. Like, the villain will be like a carbon copy or, I'm evil, but I still want the same thing you want, blah. So it was kind of always a pain in the ass. This one was uh, really dealt more along the lines of family. Um, obviously because the, the, the big bad in this one is the father of Shang-Chi and uh, his uh, sister as well. So it actually, it was a little, it's not as amazing as something like a Killmonger, but way more tolerable than something along the lines of like an Ironmonger or any of the early bad guys. Yeah, definitely. I I was surprised how much I enjoyed this movie, not because I uh, was going into it thinking, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be another Marvel movie, but mostly because we had kind of talked about that idea of how do you move on from a phase after you've done and shown that you can do origin movies with a bunch of other heroes and then go do an origin movie without any other heroes. Yeah. And they did a really great job with one only, really only one other character in the whole series. And that's Wong, who steals the show half the time. Oh, my God. Any scene that he was in was fantastic. And he's not in a whole lot, but he's enough to bridge to remind you that you're in the MCU. Um, But also be, be Wong. Like, he's so good at that character. Like, Benedict Wong is so good as that character that it's just like, I believe that you're just this grumpy guy that is constantly telling people what is wrong and why you shouldn't be doing anything or correcting them, and then people not listening to you. Definitely. And, <laughs> oh, man, just the small amounts of lines that the writer, uh, the writers were able to put in that make you remind you that you're in the world, just being like, hey, half the people can blip away at any point. You should be living your life to a certain right? extent. And it's just like, oh, man, they've done a good job of really building upon this idea of, 
where are we going next? Exactly. And even, I mean, just the people who are like extrapolating data from this, it's so funny. Like, this is no spoiler when it comes down to it, but even like they've confirmed that Lil Nas X didn't get snapped originally because <laughs> they were singing uh, Old Town Road in the karaoke bar. Oh my God. And so that meant he had to have done it during this time, which meant he couldn't have been snapped. Like, people are just finding these little tidbits that are hilarious. And I love that because, A, it means, I mean, like, when the fans are fervent and, like, they're doing this stuff, but it's not for them, like, endlessly nitpicking things. It's I, just for funsies. Exactly. And that's the best part. Uh, I think the action scenes in this are hands above and beyond any other uh, Marvel action movie. It was refreshing to see more hand-to-hand combat yeah. than big mech combat or anything like that and done really well and Oh, man, did you, you just go into that movie and they have you on the first scene. You're like, this is insane. And even just like the training that they had to do in order to do this, uh, I, I sent Vicky, a, uh, there, they, someone on Twitter did a side-by-side comparison between the choreography of Shang-Chi and the choreography of Iron Fist, uh, where Finn Jones decided he didn't want to do any of the training. And I think that was part of the reason why Iron Fist sucks so bad. And you can see the miles different. Like, the fact that Finn Jones looked bored while doing these action fight scenes and then you see just the 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 intense choreography for the fight scenes for shang chi and it's just it's it's one end of the spectrum to the other yeah oh, dude it's it's it was so nice i just i can't say it enough just because i was you know, we had talked a little bit about that burnout but it's just you know i wanted something different when i went into the theater and i didn't want it to be just another rehashing of Doctor Strange or right, yeah. something where there's some big, huge being that does A, B, or C, whatever, right? And it's just a full story shot beautifully, more choreography than CGI for a lot of the scenes, great comedy, and really touches on a bunch of different cultural aspects that I necessarily wouldn't know as well. Yeah. And it was even just the fact that it's not a movie to bridge to other movies. No. It's its own movie, and it worked really good. Um, there are two scenes at the end. There's a mid credit scene and one at the very end, so stick around for both of those. Um, but by and large, I love the movie. Yeah. and it, I will say, you know, throughout the movie, you're like, is this really going to tie in? But I have been told, without spoiling anything, that there are a lot of actual tie-ins to the whole universe that will come into play later. Yeah. Which is interesting because I wasn't sure they were even going to do that. You know, I wanted to see Kang. Spoiler, you're not going to see Kang. Okay, guys? I mean, <laughs> we all knew it wasn't going to happen. I was just really hoping. <laughs> but it's it's fun to see that they, they do have an intent to actually establish a new world and tell a new story as opposed to what could have been, you know, maybe more time travel or more Infinity Stone stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. Like for all of it, I think it's worthwhile and it's going to be one of the ones I think I agree with you on that. Like I'll see it a couple of times, um, but I'm going to after we get a little bit deeper into phase four, I'm going to go back and watch just to see how they're connected. Because there's a lot of times where people you'll see just a line and you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then five, ten years down the line is now something else. I've seen a lot of new uh, websites rank it as the third best origin somewhere right around there. Wow. Yeah. Behind Iron Man, which I think. Is yeah. never really going to be defeated. You're not going to get beat by that because the way they just kind of bucked the system when it came down to that one. And that's Robert Downey. I mean, his whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, what can you do? The guy was amazing and he did a million <laughs> movies, right? And then the second, which I think is a debatable, but it's probably correct, is also Guardians of the Galaxy just yeah. because of how out of left field and nostalgia and soundtrack and it was just. Both perfect. of those were things you didn't expect. Yeah. And like, you had multiple origin stories in one that was yeah. done without being overbearing. Exactly. Like they put the Scooby Doo game together in a really fun, remarkable way. And this is where I would debate it. 
between three or four. And this is just because I'm a big Captain America fan. Is the first Captain America movie for me was better. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Around, I mean, definitely Shang-Chi would be in the top five for that. And you could argue based on whatever the day is on and that. 10 or 20 movies down the line. <laughs> that might change yeah, right. after I've seen it on screen more. So uh, definitely it's worth the price of admission going to the theater to check out Shang-Chi. Uh, maybe we'll get a little bit deeper with the spoiler stuff as we move along. But send us your messages, how you feel about it. Something that maybe you didn't like. Something you did really like about it. Let us know about that. Either Facebook messages or BJGeekNation at gmail.com. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Well, I know you guys were just talking about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, which came out last week. Yep. But we got more movies coming out this week. Shocking. So if you would like, (laughs) I mean, it's one of those, like, it's weird to kind of get used to the idea that we can go to theaters again. I know. And uh, like like I previously said, um, going to the theaters, this is the first, uh, Shang-Chi was the first movie coming back for that. And it was, it was interesting, like <laughs> just going back to see something on a giant screen. So if you're kind of wanting to get back into it, you're tired of watching Netflix at home mm-hmm. and you want to go to the theater, there's a few movies I can recommend for you. Unfortunately, I don't have any ratings on this one at all. Uh oh! But this is one I've been seeing everywhere. I've been hearing it like on the radio. I've been getting ads for it, like on between the Facebook ads. I, I keep seeing it, and I, it sucks because it's like I don't want to be scared. I just want to watch how to tie dye the shirt. <laughs> oh, that but means it's a, oh, it's a it horror is horror movie. It is spooky season. Another horror movie. So many like, malignant. Oh yeah, Caesar, our buddy was telling me about this, asking mm-hmm. if I was going to watch it this weekend, and I was like. I think I'm going to wait till it gets a little closer to spooky season. And I think if I remember correctly, I think it's done by the same people who they they brought on something else. Like they made another really big franchise. So I think that's why it's also getting a lot of buzz. Um, what was it? From the creators of The Conjuring. Oh, From the director yeah. of The Conjuring. That's it's right. It's like all the like Annabelle stuff as well, too. Mm. Like it's It's super scary, spooky stuff, but they've like really branched off a lot of things and have kind of spiderwebbed out there for uh, a lot of different horror based off of like The Conjuring. And as far as the cast goes, it seems fairly unknown. I don't really recognize a lot of these names, so it's it might be really, really one of those movies that if it's great, it's going to really help a lot of these uh, actors out. We're going to see more of them. That kind of makes sense on those. Or they're just going to be those uh, those uh, horror movie actors who are just in these and mm-hmm. then really that's about it. All right. So director is James Wan and he did uh, Mortal Kombat, the new one that just came out. He was the producer, I should say. Um, but, Didn't he do you know, like the Fast and Furious stuff as well? He directed Aquaman. Oh, oh, that's oh. right. That was right. Mm-hmm. He did Aquaman. Oh. I knew it was uh-huh. something that was recent and actiony. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the director for the new Aquaman, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. So I mean, you know, F- oh yeah, you're right. Furious Seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Insidious Chapter Two, The Conjuring. Um, he did was producer for like the, a lot of the Saw movies and stuff like that. So he's, you know, dabbled in the horror genre, done a little bit of the action stuff, heroes. Do you so, horror? I dabble. He dabbles. <laughs> dabbles in the horror. Um, so if you're a fan of him, I feel like you're probably not going to be disappointed. Like I said, there are no reviews as of now on either end. And a like, lot of the times, I mean, it's a horror movie, so they're not necessarily going to want to screen it for critics who don't generally think of those in high regard. Yeah, that's mm, usually the case. Yeah. Uh, There is another one that looks, 
I know it's not. It, it it didn't really look like a like a nerdy movie, but it's technically a mystery thriller drama, <laughs> and it has some big name actors like Oscar Isaac, Tiffany okay. Haddish, oh. Willem Dafoe. Uh, it's called The Card Counter. Oh, interesting. It sounds like a casino sort of thing. Right, that's what I thought. Um, but it's got 94% on the tomato meter as of yet. It's only 50 reviews. So, I mean, once more critics kind of file in, then we'll see more. But uh, it says, Redemption is the long game in Paul Schrader's The Card Counter. Told with Schrader's trademark cinematic intensity, the revenge thriller tells the oh. story of an ex-military interrogator turned gambler haunted by the ghosts of his past decisions and features riveting performances from stars Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe. Interesting. Like, like I wouldn't necessarily different premise. Like, yeah, I wouldn't think Tiffany Haddish would be in a non-comedic role. So I'm actually pretty interested in this. I I just I love Tiffany Haddish in general. Like she's I saw it not a nerdy movie, but I saw a trailer for it and it hit me in the feels. It's one with her and it's Mike Wazowski. Oh, Billy Crystal. Billy, <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> I love that that's how I yeah, remember hey, him. man, however which way you figure it out. Um, but I think it's going to be coming out soon. And I think, is it is it this one? I think it's either Here Today or The Unbreakable Weight of Massive Talent, one of the two. Oh, geez. Um, no, that one's not it. That one's all, that one looks kind of cool because there's Pedro Pascal, Nicolas Cage, Neil Patrick Harris. Okay, that's something we'll have to talk about down the line. What nope. the heck is with MPH <laughs> in every movie again? Right? Uh, no, it's coming back, baby. Uh, the other movie I was thinking of is Here Today with Tiffany Haddish, where it's more of like it, there's probably comedy in it, but it's a drama. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, and it, it looked like it would hit me in the feels. So if you guys are wanting one of those, check that one out instead. Um, so that one, I mean, it's not getting badly reviewed as of yet. So if you love all those actors, why not? Yeah, right. It, I like that it's different. It's not just a casino thing. It's not like, oh, not just a, I'm haunted by my past actions. A little mix of everything. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm always interested in seeing Willem Dafoe in anything because you <laughs> right. never know what kind of Willem you're going to get. Uh, this movie, I don't have high hopes for. <laughs> That's the spirit. Especially because it's only got 34% as of now, only 29, uh, pers- or 29 reviews. It's called Kate. It looks like it'd be cool, but... Oh, this is the one with... Now, I'm going to do the same thing. I was just going to make you fun. Mary Elizabeth Winston. Yeah, I was going to say Ramona Flowers, because that's how I know her. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, she's... The Huntress. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you you watch uh, Harley Quinn? I have not. Okay, she's the Huntress, and she's fantastic. Yeah, I know. I need to watch that. It's on HBO Max. I don't know what's Is it really? Yeah. I need to Okay, write that down. Yeah, write it down now. Okay, so this is an action movie. It looks like every other kind... It has that blue and... Like neon blue and neon pink kind of color scheme to the poster and stuff, and I feel like a lot of people are using that now. Yeah. Like from Atomic Blonde and... Gunpowder Milkshake had that too, I think. Yeah, just that, at least in the uh, in uh, the, the the poster. Uh, so this is what it's about. It says meticulous and preternaturally skilled Kate is the perfect specimen of a finely tuned assassin at the height of her game. But when she uncharacteristically blows an assignment targeting a member of the Yakuza in Tokyo, she quickly discovers she's been poisoned—a brutally slow ex- execution that gives her less than 24 hours to exact revenge on her killers. Oh! As her body swiftly deteriorates, Kate forms an unlikely bond with a teenage daughter of one of her past victims. Um, and it does star Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Woody Harrelson. Um, mm. And it's directed by Cedric Nicholas Tro- Troyan. I'm not sure if not uh, sure, that no, yeah. name uh, rings a bell or anything like that. 
I mean, it's a cool concept, but I feel like we've seen a lot of like the female assassin movies lately. So you really have to do something badass. And a lot of people are kind of flat on this. I've seen some of the reviews already about it, and they weren't too impressed with this, um, which is unfortunate. But I mean, there are a lot of these type of movies out at this time, mm-hmm. and if one of them falls flat, they're just they're going to be pretty ruthless when it comes to it. I was way more excited when I thought the name of the movie was Cake. Cake. There is a movie called Cake. It's a sad one. Oh, with Jennifer oh, Aniston. Don't. Yeah. Wow. Why would you make Cake sad? I don't want to know. Don't uh, let's not worry about it. No, but uh, the, the, so if this name Cedric Nicholas Troyan sounds familiar, he's only done one other movie besides this where he like directed or even did anything, and it was The Huntsman: The Winter's War. Oh, the uh, sequel to the Snow White movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that one because yeah. well, I was kind of over it by that point. Yeah, I never watched any of them, even though I liked all the actors. I just I heard Kristen Stewart fell flat, so I just never. Yeah, never did it. I remember seeing it in theaters. I think it was because when we back back in the day when we would go to previews, um, yeah. we would. Uh, I checked it out and I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool." Like it was pretty, but that was really kind of about it. Like yeah. I was just not too interested in like the whole Snow White mythos. Like I didn't need a whole big overarching thing with that. I, I mean, I I don't mind it. Like when people are taking their uh, creative liberties, artistic creative uh, liberties with a lot of these properties, like we saw with Maleficent, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I never saw the second one, but I like having a story from a different point of view. And Caesar, if you're listening to this, I have not seen Cruella yet. It is on my list of things to do. So <laughs> calm down. I will watch it. I hear it's really good, not just from you. But I do like the idea of getting a story that we all know just so well and then either getting it from a different perspective or just doing it from a different or doing a different version of it. Totally, yeah. So I'm here for it if you're going to be doing it anyways. Yeah, right. Um, one more that I saw only because I really like the picture and <laughs> uh, my future ex-husband's in it. Oh, which? One, one of my many future ex-husbands, uh, Corey Taylor. Oh, I was going to say David Hopper. Oh, no. David Harbour. Harbour. He played Hopper. He played Hopper. Man, uh, we're just doing that all podcast, aren't we? Hell yeah. <laughs> this is why you guys listen, huh? Uh, it's called Bad Candy. Only three reviews, but there's absolutely no rating as of anything. Um, but it's another horror movie. It's like on Halloween night in New Salem, Massachusetts. Disc jockeys Chili Billy and Paul tell a twisted anthology, which is Corey Taylor. Uh, t- of terrifying local myths that lead to a grim end for small town residents. I really hope he does like the cheesy radio voice. Like, hey, how's it going? Hey, everybody, we're going to tell you some <laughs> scary stuff right off of the tens and twos, everybody. Nah. Uh, and I think uh, the, other, the other guy in the movie is Zach Galligan, who was, I guess, in Gremlins. Was he the kid? Wow, really? Maybe I'm checking. Yeah. Which Zach would be even better. Galligan. Uh, yeah, I think he was the kid, Belly Peltzer. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. So he's going to be his uh, co-host, I assume. Interesting. So, I wonder what he's been doing. I'm going to have to look at his uh, filmography on this like for a later thing. Like, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. just for funsies. Well, Gremlins was fun. I mean, it's, I, I don't think it's going to do well, but I think it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be so bad, it might be good. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, the the pictures, the imagery and stuff looks pretty spooky, so if that's your jam. <laughs> it's not Vicky's. Now, I might just like skip ahead and watch little clips and stuff so I can get the main idea, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until next time, guys, stay nerdy.